good position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 199 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you very late on this uh, glorious, hopefully glorious, Monday, uh, the 20th of August, 2018. So for our sequel friends, that would make it uh, 2018-08-20. We missed the palindromic days that uh, we had there, but they were not sequel days. Uh, where if, like, you... Anyway, I was watching Rachel Maddow, and she is obviously not a computer person, but she was like, yeah, you know, it's... You know, if you use month-month, or if you use month-day-day, year-year, it's like on Friday or whatever, it would make it, um... 8, 17... 18 or 8, 18, 18, something like that. Anyway, read backwards and forwards the same way. Can't even fucking remember because we don't use that bullshit here. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there holding up the whiskey sign already. I hope you couldn't hear me pouring some of that. Let's have some of that whiskey, shall we? Yeah, let us shall. Mmm. Mmm. 
That's good whiskey. I have you're fired for not writing down uh, what fucked up uh, date format Rachel Maddow used. We only use sequel date format here. I make it 2018-08-20. Motherfuckers. Mother liquors. That's all there is. There's only one true fucking date format, okay? And that is sequel. Sequel date format. Come on, Morty. We gotta get up, Morty. You gotta get up. You gotta come, come with me. What do you think of this flying vehicle, Morty? What do you think? Of, we gotta go pick up your friend Jessica. I'm gonna drop a bomb, Morty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start over again. You, you and Jessica. Oh, you don't worry about me. You be like Adam and Eve. Don't worry about me though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get involved with your little friend Jessica. Oh, oh, she's for you, Morty. I want you to have her. All right. So let's get straight to our top stories this week. We have kind of an interesting show. Considering that I spent all week thinking that this was episode 200 and planning accordingly, which means that next week's episode, which will be our 200th episode, um, is going to be very good. That's first item in our top stories. Our second item in our top stories is that the best Linux games column has triumphantly returned. Yes, I know. I know my inbox is just overflowing. My my Twitter DMs are just is it's unmanageable so by popular demand those are all lies no one likes the column I don't even bother to properly format the page I just write copy that is somewhat intelligible for the column I'm just kidding it's fantastic everyone loves the column everyone Donald Trump writes me daily Poe Pot writes me. Abraham Lincoln sent a very nice fruit basket uh, yesterday when I posted the column. All of these are lies. They are total lies. But just ask Rudy Giuliani, you know, the truth is not the truth. And don't believe your ears and eyes what you see and read and hear. Just believe. Just believe. Oh, fuck, we're doomed, aren't we? We're all fucking doomed. Thank you, House Republicans, for fucking destroying America. Good fucking job. All of you get promotions. Jesus Christ. And tax cuts. Ah. Okay, anyway, enough politics. Mm. So, the column has returned. www.bestlinuxgames.com Click on the link at the top that's fucking clandestinely lurking there. It's it's so covert. I mean, this shit is fucking top secret. It's disguised as uh, the, the link that you want to click on to read the column for this week. It says best Linux games column. But don't tell anybody. It's right there at the top of the page. Um, that'll take you to this week's installment of the column, which ironically enough, is the same topic as our feature. Our feature this week is a review of Dead Cells, which is now out of early access. It has finally hit version 1.0. This happened several weeks ago, but it, it skated past my radar um, due to my vicious Project Gorgon addiction and my uh, continuing um, obsession with uh, Pinball Arcade and Medieval Madness on the live stream. That would be www.twitch.tv 
dot tv slash Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Um, so yeah, but before we get to any of that stuff, we do have, based them with it, I, will, I don't care if you haven't finished packing up your non-existent desk. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So yes, our new and noteworthies this week. Mm, thank you, Iwar. Mm, that was spectacularly done. Again, you're fired. You're double fired now. I've never double fired you before, Ivor. What do you mean that's a lie? Why are you holding up the whiskey sign? Okay, Ivor's holding up the whiskey sign. We have to have more whiskey before we do the new and noteworthy. One moment, please. Mmm. 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 Ah! So, first in our new and noteworthy, we have State of Mind. <laughs> Doesn't sound sinister at all. This is a game I bought. I have not played it yet. It came out on August 15th of uh, this month. So, five days ago. Yeah, that would be about right. Um, but, however, um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that would be Wednesday, yeah. So right in the middle of the week, State of Mind bills itself as State of Mind is a futuristic thriller game delving into transhumanism. The game explores themes of separation, disjuncture, and reunification in a world that is torn between a dystopian material reality and a utopian virtual future. So this game is a first-person... Uh, uh, it's from Daedalic, so it could be, I don't know, I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about Daedalic. That's D-A-E-D-A-L-I-C, Daedalic, not D-A-T-A-L-I-C-K, which is a Trump NDA contract waiting to happen for fucking Teen Trump University fucking slut-ho contestants. Not that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tar any of the contestants of the Miss Universe pageant or Miss Teen Universe pageant with the name of Trump, but they did kind of know what they were getting into. Anyway, but they were minors, so it's really disgusting. No, it's Daedalic. So State of Mind was released on August 15th. Um, I haven't played it yet. It's $29.99. It looks really, really cool. It's a first-person style um, po- uh, uh, what do you call it? Not vector shit. Jesus Christ! I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind already. Oh God! Cell shaded, but with um geography that is more complex than just simple polygonal, you know, uh, retro style cell shade stuff. Lots of really, really, really cool-looking environments, um, and I love the the subject matter that it, that that it's tackling, um, which I think is if it's not relevant now, that's only because the war on science is so rocking, so fucking hard. Because there's no global warming. Don't worry about that. There's no global no such. Pay no attention. Just listen to Rudy Gian, Giuliani. I can't. Wow. 
This is way too early for this fucking podcast, man. Um, just ask Rudy Giuliani. Uh, truth is not truth. Um, but uh, the subject matter of state of mind is something that I find very fascinating. Post, you know, biologically human kind of world. You know, what determines who's a robot, who's not? Um, Especially, you know, like, once you get augmented and stuff. All the same type of bullshit that uh, uh, what's it? Oh, fuck, what was the name of that game? God damn it, from forever ago. Oh, yeah, Day X. The Day X series um, attempted to initially address then fail that, and then really fail that with their last game, Mankind Divided. I think that was the game. If you want, you can go back and listen to all three and a half hours of our review of Day X Mankind Divided. Anyway, hopefully we expect better things from State of Mind out August 15th, 2018, and it is 29 It's about 30 bucks. Uh, okay, cool. So that's State of Mind. And then our other new and noteworthy... It's a game that dropped just yesterday, I want to say. It's called Polygod. P-O-L-Y-G-O-D. All one word. Uh, has a short and sweet self-description. Um, Polygod, it, it's like a roguelike, randomly generated, single multiplayer first-person shooter with a brutal difficulty curve. That was my shy Bobcat Goldthwaite impression. Um, this also is cell shaded, uh, but this is a first person shooter. This is a hardcore, very. I've played this. I own it. Um, came out August seventeenth. It's by Crafted Games. K R A F T E D. This is evidently the spelling episode. This episode has been brought to you by the Alpha Fucking Bet. Um. So let, let me let me give you a better perspective. This game is fucking hard. I died three times before my first five minutes were done. Which is impressive. Because this game looks really great. It's a totally first-person shooter. You have like a gun right in the middle of your screen. Um, and the visuals are, are, are very nice. I, I like the retro cel-shaded style. Um, well, but... Here's what they have to say in there about this. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, it is uh, $14.99. It runs great on Mint 18. Not much I can tell you. But here's more from their Steam Store page on there about this game. Description. Polygod is a roguelike, randomly generated, single and multiplayer first-person shooter with a brutal difficulty curve. Blending a fast-paced, quake-esque feel with randomness, difficulty, and our handcrafted power-up system, Polygod is a hardcore gamer and speedrunner's dream. Only the most skilled and strategic players will defeat the trial of the gods. And it goes on and on and on at great length. You just jump into the game and you shoot shit. And you try to talk to inscrutable things that don't try to kill you. And you try not to kill them. Um, But then there's drones and they they try to kill you a lot. Um, As a unique visual style, but it's really the play mechanics that I kind of like and that have earned it this slot on the new and noteworthy. You'll you'll hear more about Polygod 
if it is if it turns out to be good because uh, we will review it if it's if it's excellent we will review it if I get enough time to fucking play it so Ivor based him with it again this week, my friends and neighbors, bon ami, madames and messieurs, uh, we are pleased to present, finally, out of early access, our review of Dead Cells. Now, Dead Cells is a game that I played via flat pack. This is a long time. Fuck you, Ivor. You're triple fired. We've never fired Ivor three times in one show. This I am certain of. I'm not certain of it at all. We need Ivor to verify it, and his memory is shot. Um, I was going to look up something. I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells, okay, so for those of you who are uninitiated, who do not watch the live stream, who have never watched the live stream, you should watch the live stream. It is great. We have a good live stream. Um, we're, we're starting to really kind of, we're starting to kind of nail it. We're attracting a lot more viewers. Um, but for those of you who have never seen Dead Cells, never heard of it, that's D-E-A-D space C-E-L-L-S as in apoptosis, as in dead cells, as in I am dungeon scum. That is all I really am. Yeah, I am dungeon scum. That is all I really am. Yeah, I keep keep singing that throughout this review. And uh, anytime you see me live streaming dead cells, uh, if, as long as you keep singing that, I get to stay alive. Um, with great results. So, Dead Cells is a, is a two-dimensional side-scrolling platformer, roguelike, with procedurally generated, obviously, levels, branching multiple paths throughout the game, um, permanent runes, that's R-U-N-E-S, as in sigils, as in carved into stone, that give you, uh, that confer upon you permanently from, you know, forever, uh, special abilities like wall climbing and, uh, teleportation stuff, and, um, hmm, trying to remember what other ones there are. oh yeah, be- being able to break ground and stuff like that, but also, most importantly of all, it is absolutely the inheritor. What would happen if Castlevania's Symphony of the Night Metroid and Prince of Persia had a baby that was then raised by a bunch of speed racers who threw in like the procedural generation, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, juice, the algos for the procedural generation of like duskers. We're talking like really painful procedural generation. Um, ah, you know what? That's a that's goner is a game that has procedural generation on a two-dimensional scale that is somewhat comparable to Dead Cells. 
but Dead Cells blows them all out of the water. There are three great qualities of Dead Cells. Well, four. Alright, our, our three weapons are Nobody expects expansion cuisine. The comfy chair! No, um, so here, here's like, out of order, in terms of like, the, the things that make Dead Cells great are the endless replayability factor, the endless side-scrolling platformer adventure swashbuckling factor. It's like Castlevania Symphony of the Night if you never have to stop playing. Like, you, like, there is no way... I mean, you can beat the game. I've never been in the game, and I've played almost a thousand hours of this game in various forms. Uh, unfortunately, less than less than 30 hours in uh, version 1.0 official release out of early access form on Linux. But still, I played quite a bit of it. And it's 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 the best. Their their version 1.0 iteration is the best. Of, out of all of them, I played them on Flatpak, I played them via Wine I played the Alpha and Beta branches um, via Wine in Windows on my, you know, Linux box, um, I've even played the fucking Windows version on my fucking, uh I almost said my iPad, oh god Jesus, uh, although I love my iPad but, uh, my Surface Pro 4 for a brief moment, that was months ago, though um, so the first thing is like the the fact that it never it's never the same thing twice. It's fantastic. If you like side scrolling platformers that are sword based instead of gun based and have longed for a procedurally generated version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night as I'm sure that everyone whose name starts and ends with both my first and last name um I'm sure that they've all felt my pain. That is this game. Second thing Punishing difficulty, which is great. Actually, you know what? We're gonna we'll come back to that. We won't say that's the second best thing. Second best thing, because we will come back to the punishing difficulty level. Second best thing about the game is its perfect blending of how what am I gonna use this ro- what am I going to use this run for? Am I going to use this run to boost my stats? Do I want to collect blueprints? Do I want to get a specific rune? Do I want to get to a specific location? Do I want to beat a specific boss? Am I broke? Do I need more gold from this run? Gold, gems, you know, specie, currency, whatever. And I said specie, not feces. Um, because Ivor over there will click all the feces you want. That's all he does. I mean, he's... I told you, quit fucking putting that shit in those jars! He's like Howard Hughes over there. It's really creepy. Um, and it smells really bad. Uh, I... Anyway, he's holding up the whiskey sign again. The punishing level of difficulty... Uh, okay, we'll save that for last. So you unlock new weapons... You can have two weapons and two skills. So the two weapons represent more or less, you know, your your primary hand and your offhand. But they can be anything. And they can be even be the two of the same things. You have to balance out the magical effects, and these only last for as long as you're run. And for as long as you have them. They they can carry attributes 
that are far-reaching and complex and are, uh, what do you call it, synergistic between each other. So, like, if you get something with... uh, It just depends on what you want to do. Like, and, and how good you are at the game. Now, this brings us to our third biggest point about version 1.0 out of early access dead cells biggest change in the game is they've completely rebalanced the difficulty level of the game overall while still retaining the same what do you call it Uh, not wildly unpredictable that's not the right word Um, because just like any roguelike the big challenge of the game is learning your opposition and being able to survive long enough to learn them enough or just a little bit more so that next time you meet them, you're actually able to defeat them uh, in an effective and efficacious way without, you know, obviously dying. Because when you die, that's the end of your run in Dead Cells. This game was really, 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 really fucking hard. But the best... I mean, I've spent... a all, I said 700 plus hours in the review of it that I posted to the column. I'm really pretty sure that I've spent a thousand hours playing Dead Cells. Because it's one of my favorite games that I've ever played on Linux. It's one of my favorite side-scrolling shooter, you know, side-scrolling platformers of all time. Um, and, And just in case you're not into swords or whatever... There are all kinds of weapons. Primary weapons. Say there's there's bows. There's shields that you know give parry damage that confer different effects. Blah 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 blah. It's all random. Every time you start a new run, it's time to start that song again. I am Dungeon Scum. That is all I really am. Yeah, I. Anyway, you get the idea. Um, but then there are also these skills, which are like secondary weapons, and you have two slots for those as well. Um, and these are like deployable things. They either have a certain uh, range or a certain uh, duration of lasting, but their abilities and all of their attributes also stack with everything else that you have. So ideally, what I like to do is just fucking always upgrade what has now become the purple class, which is like the skillish archery-ish attribute and archery does not just, is not limited to bows like I mean, it's anything that has, um weapons are divided into classes and they they can have multiple classes too, so it's like, you know purple with like maybe 25% orange and as you level up the purple stuff during your run that, uh that, that, not orange, I meant red that little red 25% will slowly shrink from 25 to 15 to 10 to 5 to almost just nothing. It'll just hang on the corner there. Um, you can you can get kunai. You can get throwing knives. You can get um, archery. Uh, you, I mean, you can get infantry bows, which deal a critical hit anytime you're up close to an enemy when you shoot them in the fucking face and they just explode. Um... You can get uh, all different types of bows. There are, like, many, many different types of bows. I'm not a big bow fan, though. I like the kunai. I like, um... But I'm a, I'm a purple class guy. That's what I, I really like. I like to... Everything goes to purple. 
unless I have no choice to to add anything to purple, in which case everything goes to red, and then when I get to the end of the game, everything goes to green, which is your health. Red is brutality, purple is like skills, archery, bleh, um, and then uh, green is just straight up health. It boosts the amount of health that you have for that run. The biggest change in the game, and there's so many different types of weapons, though. In terms of primary weapons, forget archery. I mean, I love archery. Oh, I hate. Ar- I, I don't like actual archery because there is limited number. There are limited number numbers of arrows. So unless you're really good with your skills, you know your secondary weapons, which have a cooldown time. Archery is difficult because uh, you have a limited number of rounds per weapon. But I can fuck up the entire world with nothing but double kunai, double throwing knives. Um, you know, that's primary weapon one and secondary weapon one, if I can get them. I love it. It's great. Especially if I have any sort of synergistic component within them. And they all generally, especially at like middle to higher levels, have really powerful um, affectations attached to them. Like, for instance, my favorites are Sympathetic Bleeding or Damage Reflection. You hit me, I hit you with the same damage that you just hit me with. Poison Reflection's even better. And that means you hit me, I hit you with Poison. So, and Poison can stack. So it's like, okay, fine, keep hitting me, bro. Keep hitting me. And, you know, I'm talking about a boss encounter here. Their fucking health bars going from 100 to like 50% after like, you know, 20 seconds uh, with poison reflection. One of my favorite things, though, and one of the most efficacious is if you can get something good with sympathetic bleeding, meaning that all once once you kill someone with this weapon, then all nearby enemies also get bleeding damage immediately that can extend off screen above and below I mean it's it's a set range but it it can be amazing now in terms of primary weapons there's everything you could ever want there are swords there, there are swords that are akimbo there are swords that um oh, well, there, there are whips there are whips that are made out of electricity there are, there's straight up power unlimited power um, force lightning bolts that you can shoot out of your hands. These, those weapons have no, um, no cooldown and no, uh, what do you call it? Um, no ammunition. But kunai, anything that fires a projectile has a set number of of, of uh, ammunition that, that you can carry for them. Uh, and so you either have to kill what has the ammunition buried in it. So if you shoot like a, a ghoul five times with arrows and all you have are like five arrows for that bow, you have to go and kill that ghoul with a sword before those arrows will drop and become back available to you. Um, blah. Or you can find... Um, a secondary weapon, like a like a fire grenade, is always a good one that that frequently does this. Uh, ice grenades too. Grenades generally do this. 
that causes all arrows to drop from all victims globally once used. Which is great, because that means infinite ammo, provided the cooldown for that skill isn't too long. Um, Because that's how you kill bosses with nothing but double kunai. Um, Or, yeah, anyway. I I like to focus on the skills, though. Deployable skills. I like turrets. I like saws. I like uh, ceiling turrets. Um, My favorites are magnets. Because um, they draw everything towards them, not just enti- any game entity that is near them, except for you, gets drawn towards them. And I like to plant a nice heavy turret right underneath them. And so the heavy turret is just blowing apart everybody. And then, like, everyone's getting sympathetic bleeding. And so the whole screen, which can be filled with, like, literally a hundred enemies, I've done this before, can be killed in literally three seconds if you know what you're doing and how and you get a little lucky with you know your stacking stuff so there's a constant element of strategy it's a low low budget low intensity level of strategy that makes every run so unique then there are also the permanent upgrades that you can you can get so how do you get new weapons well you unlock them by killing enemies that you haven't killed as much before, or whatever, they will drop blueprints. The algorithm for this is pretty inscrutable, because I've never unlocked everything. I've unlocked everything but, like, five things in beta? Maybe seven to ten things in alpha? Right now, though, for 1.0, I've started an entirely new game, so it's like I have over 20 hours of an entirely new game in version 1.0, which is why this is a review. Um, so, what, what was I saying? Uh, we were talking about... Um, fuck. Oh, yeah, weapon upgrades. So, you have to... Okay, so to unlock a new weapon or a skill or a technique... I can't remember if they're called techniques, but the those are passive abilities that are buffs... You can only have three of them equipped at any one time, and you have to get them in between each level. So, but you can also reset them in between each level, depending on the circumstances. Uh, so, for instance, like these these things are are things like um, uh, plus you know a hundred damage per second uh, after killing an enemy. But they also scale with the um, power ups that you that you find during your run. So what would start after you beat the first level as, you know, plus 100 or plus 99 damage per second when after killing an enemy or whatever, 15 seconds, there we go. Yeah. 99 damage after killing an enemy for 15 seconds. That will become after, if you level that shit up, um, let's say it's attached to, uh, well, that's attached to brutality, but you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's say it's attached to purple. Okay, let's say it's attached to your skills. Um, two levels later, that will become, you know, two levels and like literally like geographical geographic levels. Two stages of the game later, plus or minus like oh seven to ten levels of purpleness that you've upgraded. That'll become like. 400 damage per second for 15 seconds after killing an enemy. But let's say that you're about to fight a boss and you don't really want that. You can reset all of that and then uh, get different... They're called modifiers. That's what they're called. You can 
get different modifiers, then after you kill the boss, again, in between stages, you can reset your modifiers to the old modifier set. You know, like, I I always like to keep a general purpose killing kind of... All of this happens arcade fast, though, which is great. So, oh yeah, electric whips, uh, primary weapons, um, throwing knives are great. Molotov cocktails are fantastic because they're infinite. They, they have no um, actual ammo uh, count, um, and they burn the ground, so it's a good area of effect weapon, especially if you can get it synced with some good um, good properties, which you can reforge in between levels, provided that you have enough gold. So all of this adds up to basically the most action-packed speed-running Depends on what you're playing the game for. What you want from that run. Do you want to set a new speedrun record? Do you want to hit all of the checkpoint doors? Because there's a checkpoint door at the start of every every level that is an hourglass and that runs a, it locks according to your total uh, run time up to that point. Um, do you want to get dead cells? That's the other thing. Crucial element of dead cells. Some enemies just general jobber enemies it's it's almost totally at random will drop a big blue glowing orb and that's a dead cell and that is what you use to upgrade the blueprints that you've managed to bring to the collector who's the guy who lives in between stages um when you when you live when you collect a blueprint in the middle of a level it does not mean that you collected the blueprint you have to get to the collector you have to beat the level alive with that blueprint, then that blueprint becomes permanently unlocked. Now, that blueprint isn't something that you build. It's not something that you get immediately, although the collector will give you one to play around with when you first unlock it. That is something that um, you can now find naturally occurring in the game, be it either through, after upgrading you know, your random starter bow, random melee weapon, random shield, random whatever starting items, but then they will actually appear in the game naturally. You can then upgrade the quality of the type, of that type of weapon uh, after killing uh, now they call him the concierge, I liked him so much more when he was called the uh, incomplete one. Um, The first time, after you kill your first boss, every time after you kill your first boss and all subsequent bosses, I think all subsequent bosses. It's difficult because there are many different paths now, and I haven't actually explored all of them because um, I still have yet to beat the game. In all honesty, um, but I've spent over a thousand fucking hours in this goddamn game, so I am totally happy to give you this unqualified review. Um, you can upgrade the actual quality of the items. So, like, instead of doing zero percent extra damage, they'll add 25%. That's plus quality. 50% is plus plus quality. And then there's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, when you, you know, blah. It is really, really cool. The what it, all com- what it all adds up to is you never want to stop playing this fucking game. Also, Let's talk about the difficulty now. The biggest change um, in version 1.0 
and congrats to Motion Twin, and thank you so much, Motion Twin, for literally cross-releasing this more or less. Like, I mean, we're talking, like, within two weeks. Tops. Across all platforms, like, everyone from Linux to Windows to Mac or whoever the fuck, I don't give a fuck about the Mac. But anyway, everyone got to feel like a first-class citizen, and this is a game... That is amazing. I mean, it's a if unless you have a virulent hatred of side-scrolling, fast-paced action platformers that are you know sword-based with brutally, brutally, um, it's not even that they're clever. It's that they they the game loves to punish hubris. Is what is what I'm trying to say. Because I've spent a thousand hours playing this fucking game. I know everyone's attack patterns. I know them intimately. And yet I can still get killed in the first fucking level. It's just ridiculous. Um, it doesn't happen hardly ever, but it 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 it, it, it has happened. Um, the cool thing about version 1.0 of Dead Cells, of iteration 1.0, out of early access, is that they rebalanced from soup to nuts not just the difficulty overall, but like the economy and the quality of items that you get overall and the amount of blueprint drops overall such that it is not when I first played this game via flat pack, I guess nine months ago, something like that it was impossibly difficult it literally required 20 hours before you could get, you know your first rune or whatever no matter how skilled you were and you needed a bunch of shit to, you needed to upgrade your health files and stuff like that lots of permanent upgrades because that's what you do in between levels you spend your dead cells on the things that you have unlocked and those dead cells are permanent and the upgrades are permanent but you have to complete the upgrade uh, for it to finally become act- active and permanent um so it took 20 hours, realistically, to get to, I guess this is like, fuck, this is eight, seven months ago, to get to the guy I used to call Mr. Peepers, the Watcher, who was a motherfucker, and who for a long time, after you killed him, you just went out onto the docks, and then you died, which sucked, if you could kill him. I killed him four or five times tops, ever. Uh, in in the flat pack, well, I've killed I've killed him many times in the uh, beta. I've killed him like maybe f- as many times in the beta branch for Windows, and then uh, I can't remember if I've ever even seen him in the alpha. It it all gets so confusing for me. But there there's live streams of me killing him. There's live streams of me certainly as I go in. There's live streams of me certain that I'm about to die, and then snatching victory from defeat uh, but anyway uh, what, what was I saying uh, we were talking about the difficulty level yes the difficulty level is supremely tuned it no longer requires 20 hours to um, buff your shit and get good at the game before you can actually really start enjoying playing the game no, you can be a fucking badass right out the gate. 
first five games that I played in version 1.0, they were really hard, but I had nothing. And I got, I would say 80% of the way, of as far as I've ever gotten in the game, period, um, within those first five games. And that's like out of a thousand hours of game. So it's become the skills-based game that I really, that I've always known it to be without like the unnecessary overhead of like just crushingly punishing uh, grindy difficulty. Uh, There's still, you're going to grind like a motherfucker in this game, but you never feel like it because you're always, you're always trying to just get farther and you just want one more, one more fucking run. And then when people who are watching your live stream stop singing the song, when the I am dungeon scum, that is all I really am. Yeah, I am dungeon scum, that is all I really am. Yeah, when they stop singing, when they lose interest, and then you die, you're furious. It still happens that way all the time. I need more singers. Maybe I'll just start paying people. But, um, because I die all the time. Um, it's so sad. But, the rebalancing for version 1.0 in comparison to the alpha is just incredible. Like, it is so good. Blah. It is really good. You have to really hate side-scrolling platformers. You have to hate Castlevania. You have to hate Prince of Persia. You have to hate anything that's two-dimensional and side-scrolling and or also hate roguelikes and or also hate light RPG elements in roguelikes to not really get sucked into this game because yes, you will die. You will die all the time. You will die endlessly. That's why you're dungeon scum. That's all you really are, dude. Um... But every time after you die, I don't care what time of day it is, I don't care how long you've been playing the game, I don't care how stoned you are, how drunk you are, how late for work you are, how many days it's been since you've been originally late for work, how many weeks it's been since you've seen your children, how many months it's been since you have seen the outside world in real life, you will still want to play another fucking game of Dead Cells. It is Im- And it's not hard to pick up. Like, it will get under your skin like a fucking virus. Like, the fucking Norval virus. You'll be shitting and puking your pants full of shit and puke within 12 hours of your first exposure to the game. So like, you know, you play the game for 20 minutes, you go to bed, next day you wake up, you have to play the game, even though like you have to take your kids to school and then go to work or whatever. And you know, you're shitting and puking your love of the game into your pants and a trash bucket. And you call Uber to take your kid to school and you forget by a factor of like seven hours that you were supposed to call into work. Um, 
but that's because you're dungeon scum and that's all you really are and you're like balls deep in this shit now and I can do it I can do it I can do it just one more one more and you will throw your controller across the room you will scream oh fuck fuck no fuck you fuck fuck god damn it many 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 times Ultimately, though, the greatest quality about Dead Cells is that in spite of, you know, the fact that it's there to kill you and it will do so in such a thousand hours has not been enough for me to master this game. That is a testament in of itself to the quality of this fucking game. I plead the shit out of this fucking game. But ultimately, the silky smooth controls, the amazing weapons, the excellent addictive upgrade system, the sheer variety of strategies and tactics and um, pure action that's involved in the game alongside of the speedrunning it earns our my highest, you know, it earns Best Links Games podcast highest honor in that it is the highest honor that we can confer. It is worth full price all day, every day, any day, forever, for the foreseeable future. It would take a lot for them to rebalance this game in such a way that it would be less good every fucking time I play a new iteration of this game. It is not just significantly better, it is vastly significantly better, and for 1.0, they outdid themselves. It is really amazingly good. So, Dead Cells. Hats off to Motion Twin. Uh, Dead Cells is $24.99. It is one of the finest side-scrolling platformers that you can play. Uh, Rogue Legacy. It's like Rogue Legacy had... If Rogue Legacy was actually... Well, no. That doesn't make any sense, because Rogue Legacy was a unique game in and of itself. But uh, it's kind of like Rogue Legacy meets Contra. So there you go, Simon Belmont fans. I will be back uh, next... Well, at the end of this week with episode 200 of this podcast. Between now and then, I assume that all of you who do not hate two-dimensional side-scrolling platformers will have purchased Dead Cells and will have quite a bit to say to me about it um yes I know you're welcome you're welcome so hit me up on twitter on the dm if you would like at vegaswriter v-e-g-a-s-w-r-i-t-e-r or find me on steam friend me on steam skooky sprite s-k-o-o-k-i-e-s-p-r-i-t-e or look me up on twitch for the live stream twitch.tv slash skooky sprite um, where it's there's good odds that I'm streaming at any given moment of the day probably Project Gorgon probably Pinball Arcade and or probably Dead Cells version 1.0 but if I am not live streaming be sure to check out our videos page, our videos tab and our highlights tab um, where we have tons of videos on demand hundreds and hundreds of 330 some odd fucking videos on demand uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay commentary 
etc. And we're starting to get kind of almost decent at it. Um, oh yeah, I meant to mention this up top, but uh, last week we went from I remarked that we had gone from uh, like, you know, a th- just our first thousand viewers to uh, 1,250 or something like that. We've added another 200 uh, since then. So people are starting to find us and like us. I don't know why they like us because I'm just, normally I'm drunk and I'm high and I'm mean. Um, but now I can talk to people and it's so great to have like one, one-on-one interactions with people in real time who are like, you know, inquisitive about the game you're playing or are excited that you're playing this game because they love this game or this type of game or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's great. Jump on there and fucking, you know, just jump in the chat and just send me a thing. I keep the chat window generally open so like I can see it and I use a little thing called TC, which kind of sucks. But, um, so yeah, uh, that'll do us. Uh, pick up a copy of Dead Cells. 25 bucks. All day, every day. And remember, kids, don't forget to keep singing. One, two, three, four. I am Dungeon Scum. That is all I really am. Yeah. I am Dungeon Scum. That is all I really am. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I will see you later on this week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. fucking ponderous man ponderous fucking ponderous it only runs on linux it's not a problem you alienated part of america i alienated crazy people i like it very much it is i eb farm you're becoming hysterical i'm here i'm there i'm fucking everywhere i'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter.
BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.